0: Come on, bit, bitch, bitch, let's, bitch, go. let's go, 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 go. Come on, get 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 ready, bitches. Oh. Come on. oh, how is your wedding this weekend?
1: The wedding was very, very fun, very Southern. Um, but unfortunately, Shep Rose did not show up. Shep gave no excuse, and I'm a little pissed off about it because I was really looking forward to this interaction. Um, but I've texted my friend and hopefully she'll respond to me during this podcast and we will get an answer on why he didn't show up.
0: And and was he going to bring the girl that we met on the show?
1: No, it was supposed to be a new girl or friend. We're not sure, but it was not going to be the same girl we've met on the show. So,
0: Ooh, juicy. juicy. I'll have to juicy. go check out Shep's feed and see if there's any chick on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, that's really disappointing, but I'm glad it was a nice wedding. Where was it?
1: Sun Valley, Idaho.
0: Oh, that's so like rich person. Totally.
1: <laughs> totally. It's you know, actually a really cute town. It reminded me of um Aspen a little bit, but a little not as nice as Aspen.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's um, it's kind of like Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It's right, like right, you know, right. rich people playground. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so um I have a bunch of things that I wanted to talk to you about. So I um You know, uh, we had originally hoped that uh, we were going to be joined by uh, Caroline Mm Badol, And um, unfortunately, Caroline um, didn't show today.
1: She ghosted us.
0: She she did. So I'm going to talk about what she said to me, um, even though she didn't come on today to say it for herself. I'm sure she would have no issue with that. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell you the whole story of what went down. OK, great. And this is like my juicy gossip. So but before we get into it, there's been some things that have happened. Um, I wanted to let you know that um, Harry, Prince Harry's coming out with a new book. Ooh. yeah. And a lot of um, my friends that are British are really pissed that he's coming out with uh, a new book in twenty twenty two. Why are they pissed? Well, first of all, you're not supposed to, even if you're not royal, like it's very un-British to kind of, you know, dish on your family, I guess, especially, you know, it's just very undignified. So a lot of the British people are kind of like feel like, you know, he sold his soul in a sense, you know, and also it's the queen's 70th year, I believe, on the throne. (laughs) So it's, it, they're going to do a big celebration. And I think a lot of people feel that, um, you know, Random House, who's publishing the book, is timing it to kind of steal the Queen's thunder, uh. you know, from this big celebration they'd be doing at 70 years. Okay. Yeah. So that's, you know, kind of unfortunate. And I've been trying to figure out how he's paying for everything. Like, do you have do you ever wonder that about Prince Harry?
1: Is it coming from the family? Does he have like a trust fund?
0: Well, that's what's really freaking me out because so I just want to share some gossip about this book and Harry. So, basically, Harry has said that he is going to give all the proceeds from this book to charity. Which seemed really strange to me because he supposedly needs to make money like a regular person hmm. Now, the royal family has said that on this memoir, they are not going to respond to it at all unless he lies in it. So we'll have to see lies. what they consider a lie. Yes, that's the formal response from the royal family at the moment on the book. Hmm. Now he he got a $20 million advance for this new memoir and that's just an advance. So there's other money coming to him from it, but based on the announcement they made, you know, it would all be going to charity anyway, unless like somehow he's paid from the charity. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Or he's like, is he any money that they make off the book? we we'll go well, to that's charity? what he's
0: saying. He's saying that he's giving all the money to charity that he makes off the book.
1: So like any so even the advance would go to charity, not just like the profits from sales.
0: Oh, well, they didn't specify that. So maybe that's the cloudy part. Mm. So they made it sound like all the revenue generated from the book totally was going to be. Oh, so you're saying the 20 million advance he got goes to him. him. And then the rest of the money would go, um, that they make on the book. Right. Like his percentage would go to charity.
1: Yeah. Which would make way more sense.
0: Yeah. Cause his mom only gave him $13 million. So, Gosh. So if Di- only
1: my parent gave me $13 million. <laughs>
0: you know, I felt really bad for him. Diana only left him 13 million. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's Gosh. a real struggle. Totally. <laughs> well, you know what, um, his house in Montecito that he bought was like almost 11 million. Mm. So like that would be basically his entire inheritance with property tax from his mom. Right. I mean, he doesn't have any leftover after that, like gone.
1: Yeah. I wonder how they make money. Like appearances. It's, do they I do mean, that?
0: Yeah, they do. I guess sometimes. But yeah, it's really strange. I know Meghan Markle is doing um, a Netflix cartoon based on her children's books. I think she writes um, and she's getting some money from that. But I mean, it does seem like their overhead would be huge. Right. And I mean, 13 million is just not cutting it. So I don't know. And he's not supposedly be getting any other money from the royal family. huh? Yeah, so I don't know. So anyway, the book is going to cover his lifetime in the public eye, including his time in the military, marriage, fatherhood. The Duke of Sussex said the memoir to be published by um, Penguin Random House will be written, quote, not as the prince he was, but as the man he has become. Some of you may die, but it's a sacrifice I am willing to make. (laughs) jesus anyway royal expert robert jobson has predicted the book will impact the royal family when published on the queen's platinum jubilee so that's the 70 years that they're supposed to be celebrating um the british people are going to be so pissed at him for doing this let them eat cake he's um hired a really fantastic writer It's the same writer. He's an L.A. Times and New York Times writer. Oh, I wonder if Matt knows him. Oh, wow. I would love to get him him on the pod Um, after he writes the book, of course. But before the book's released. Um, (laughs) So so, um, but this writer uh, wrote Agassi's book and Phil Knight's book from Nike. So, okay. Yeah, that's who he hired as his ghostwriter, you know, and that's that. So um, I'm sure that William is like, I can't believe this is happening. You know, he's already pissed at his brother. Things are pretty strained at the moment. And Prince Charles is, you know, he stands to inherit $500 million when the queen um, passes away. So like he's going to get like his dad is going to become pretty powerful guy. Right. I mean, he's already really power. I mean, you know, he's going to be king, I guess. But like (laughs) you add 500 million to that. Usually we have poor royals. So this is like really good. Yeah. Another thing that's come out is that Paris Hilton is doing a cooking show.
1: You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me, loading them up on it, it. Only takes structure, and and you know just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah, know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little? I you know, mean, yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. Y'all already? yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah, yeah. Look, 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 We all artists,
0: man. We go. You feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, be. me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, <laughs> we be like, I don't know, we play we play with this, <laughs> shit, right with this shit I gonna we play with this shit right now for a for, lot. Don't, oh, don't lie. play with, don't it, play with nah. it. Take that shit soon.
1: Is this the Netflix one?
0: It's called Cooking with Paris.
1: Okay. Is this on Netflix currently?
0: Its start date is uh August 4th.
1: Okay, so right around the corner.
0: Yeah. And um, she's an executive pro- producer on it. It's going to be on Netflix. And you know what it's going to be about?
1: What? Cooking?
0: Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> basically I think she got this gig because she was doing like a YouTube, like some cooking shit on a YouTube channel and like, I guess people liked it. I don't know. I guess that's where it comes from. Thank God her mom's become so famous on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because it's good timing for yeah. this, you know? Totally. I mean, if anything, people will just like watch it to help Kathy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but it's hard for me to sit there and pretend like everything's great. and. hunky-dory
0: when it's not who is hunky-dory aka hunky-dory oh god that hunky-dory really killed me i know like who is hunky-dory i still think i mean i i do think that we're being set up with this ditzy stuff to kind of like maybe learn where it's coming from i just can't imagine they're gonna just leave it like that i just feel like that's it just is
1: such a good relief from the the tense parts of the show though
0: Yeah, no, it. it, She's definitely helping the season for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, Paris Hilton can cook, and then um, the tagline is kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I guess you're not really watching this for cooking. Um, Right. Anyway, it says uh, she's turning the traditional cooking show upside down. She's not a trained chef and she's not trying to be. With the help of her celebrity friends, she navigates new ingredients, recipes, and exotic kitchen appliances. Yes! Oh! Yes! 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 I'll have what she's having. <laughs> okay. Inspired by her viral YouTube video. See, I told you it was about the YouTube video. Mm-hmm. Paris will take us from the grocery store to the finished table spread, and she might actually learn her way around the kitchen. So it turns out that Chris um, Kardashian, her advice that she gave uh, Caitlin, about remember she said on the keeping up with the Kardashians and I kind of thought yeah. that it was a diss that she should start a YouTube channel mm-hmm. and she should do like a cooking show do you remember yeah. this yeah I do and she was like and then you'll end up with like a, a show on TV somehow yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. well guess what Paris did it
1: <laughs> yeah Paris I took think, the advice
0: yeah I think Paris Hilton actually was talking to Chris and Chris gave like Paris the same advice because she also was on keeping up with the Kardashians yeah remember she does that brief photo shoot with um, Kim and you can tell it's like kind of strained even though they're pretending like everything's like great but it's like you can tell there's no connection there whatsoever anymore
1: yeah maybe this is the advice Chris gives just everyone she just says start a YouTube
0: yeah I really think that's true and so you know we should have done that god damn it okay (laughs) we need to do that, right? Jesus. Okay. So anyway, we'll have to see how everyone thinks about it. Um I never watched the YouTube show. Um I guess a few of them went viral and she got like I guess 5 million views. Oh. So like 5 million views is better than the entire like Real Housewives franchise altogether this season. <laughs> yeah. So I mean I guess she's really earned this show. Let's let's listen to a quick soundbite of it. Okay. As you
1: all know, well, maybe not all of you know, people who do know know that I am an amazing cook. Ever since I was a little girl, I would always go with my mom in the kitchen and she would cook these amazing pastas and lasagnas and you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner just my entire life. I just remember sitting on the counter and watching my mom cook and also baking and cooking with her.
0: This is my little assistant today, Diamond Baby. Okay, so (laughs) I'm really confused. I mean, I'm not that impressed with it. What about you? (laughs)
1: Um, I I, I kind of stopped before, you know, minute one because I just, I'm going to have to skip through these to like, in interaction or tells I don't need the explanation of why she's cooking or why it's important to her it's important to everyone it's how you survive you cook and you eat
0: no like you know it's because so she starts the the show without her like monotone voice like she has her her like more deeper voice now mm-hmm. so she starts her show with like a deeper voice but she's in like a rainbow cloud shirt and she has her diamond baby dog and he's wearing a Chanel outfit and she calls it out as she's getting ready to cook
1: Mm -hmm.
0: she touches the dog then she texts on her phone and then she begins to cook lasagna so already I kind of want to (laughs) throw (laughs) up because she's literally touched the dog
1: (laughs) that dog probably is washed every five minutes in wonderful shampoos and conditioners probably cleaner than we are
0: yeah I mean we can only hope for the lasagna that Paris Hilton made and the people that ate it um But then she goes on and she basically just, it's like almost like a regular person making food, but it's not really instructional. (laughs) So like, I don't really get what I would like. What do I do with this show? Right. Do you know what am I doing with this show? So I don't know how this happened. I'm really I mean, you know, am I jealous secretly? No, I'm not jealous at all. Wow.
1: (laughs) I mean the show's just gonna be like her with like a celebrity friend like dicking around in the kitchen, so it's that's really what you're getting. It's basically her podcast but with like food that's happening in the background.
0: oh interesting so like and and so that's good, so maybe they'll have gossip on
1: that would be very fun,
0: yeah 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 <laughs> yeah not okay. <sighs> So, um, all right. Well, anyway, so that's the Paris Hilton cooking show. So, you know, we'll have to see what everybody thinks about that. Right. So another really fun thing that happened, um, in the last 24 hours is Randall Emmett. You remember Randall Emmett? I do right. Lala's, um, husband, Randall Emmett. Um, I've done a few, uh, you know, patrons, uh, Patreon content audios on him. Um, you know, you guys know that I I knew him from a long time ago, and uh, we had a problem, and then we've resolved that problem since. But anyway, he had his directorial debut um Midnight, and he directed a movie called Midnight in the Switchgrass. Mm-hmm. And Midnight in the Switchgrass is basically this. Movie about a girl cop who pretends to be a prostitute to, like, I guess, catch like criminals that are dating prostitutes. And then what happens is, um, a serial killer is killing prostitutes, and mm. so, mm-hmm. and so, uh, Randall Emmett directorial debut is about a serial killer who kills prostitutes. And Megan Fox is the cop with Bruce Willis. Okay. Yeah. And um, basically, I guess she becomes the bait to get the serial killer as this woman cop.
1: Sure, sure. Okay. Mm,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Randall Emmett, Um. you know, I feel kind of like I want to give him one positive shout out, which is I found out that he like has helped some of the kids at the acting school in Miami because, you know, Randall's from Miami.
1: Oh, okay. I did not know that.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so he did do some nice things for the the teenagers that are trying to become actors here so i want to give him a shout out for that because i think that's really cool you know insider information yeah Mm. so but um anyway his directorial debut didn't go so well a bunch of problems (laughs) do you want to hear oh i know it's unfortunate (laughs) yeah i do Mm, Me too. Okay. So basically, first thing that happened was Lala Kent um, made a big mistake, a huge faux pas, which is she took a picture in front of the movie poster and blocked Megan Fox's whole body and face in the photo. (laughs) Yeah. And now that wouldn't have been such a big deal, but Megan Fox and what's her boyfriend, Gun Kelly?
1: Machine Gun Kelly.
0: Yeah. Machine Gun Kelly, who's also in the film, um, didn't show up for the movie premiere, which is a huge slight to the director. Now, they said the reason they didn't do that was the Delta variant of COVID was blowing up again in L.A. and they didn't want to go. But in truth, it is the biggest diss to Randall Emmett known to man. So I don't know what happened between them and but like being a hollywood insider the fact that megan did not go to that movie premiere oh my goodness like if i was randall i would be dying Mm. dying it's so insulting to hollywood insiders so i actually feel bad for him and lala kent stood in front of this poster so then i think I don't know, Megan Fox got pissed because all of a sudden all the media outlets were like, oh, Lala Kent is retaliating against Megan Fox because she didn't go to the movie premiere. I mean, which is any Hollywood insider would think that.
1: Well, I have a question for you. Do you think maybe Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox didn't go because they were filming Vanderpump Rules there and they didn't want to be on that show? Because all the Vanderpump (sighs) Rules people were there.
0: Okay. So yes, that could be that she didn't want the association with Vanderpump rules. Wow. Wait, that is really good shit you just came up with. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Because it's unheard of, honest to goodness. And Megan Fox, let's face it. She's You know since michael bay sort of blacklisted her she hasn't really done a lot so she needed this press so i don't get it like there is something else going on here like delta virus or not her ass would be there (laughs) yeah so i don't get it and um so anyway i guess lala kent had posted her standing in front of the picture and then when all this press came out she deleted it i have a feeling randall emmett was like you know oh my god delete that shit because randall doesn't randall's whole way he's making movies is by people like megan fox agreeing to associate themselves with his films as a producer or a director he can't raise one dollar on his own name he's not established enough to do it Hmm. randall emmett unfortunately has been known as like kind of a you know, a producer that has worked with like n- on, not on the the most. How do I say it? Subst- how do I say projects that are a little bit less than, but like without insulting Randall Emmett. I don't know. Well, I like, can't.
1: More like B list movies.
0: <laughs> yeah, B plus. Yeah, A yeah. actors like or old A actors that are in like a B movie, B plus movie, and so he doesn't have like he doesn't really have the clout. To just do a movie without talent attached. So he has to definitely protect his talent relationships. So, I mean, Megan getting like even a whiff that she got negative press because of something Lala Kent did could be devastating to him. And we don't even know how Bruce Willis got involved.
1: Well, Bruce Willis seems to have been in quite a few of the movies that, like I'm looking at Lala Kent's IMDb right now and most all of her credits are movies that are starring Bruce Willis. So there's some connection to Bruce Willis and Randall Emmett.
0: Okay, so Lala Kent or Randall Emmett is in the credits. Like you just said Lala.
1: But Lala's only getting any of these movies because of Randall Emmett. So okay. there must be some connection. There between...
0: is. And I know what it is, so I can tell you. So <clears throat> in Bruce Willis um, obviously needs to get roles where he can, not in a bad way, but like he's kind of over his prime now, but he's still a huge name. And he still can do international sales. Now, Randall worked for a company I worked at called New Image, which there were like a big producer, Avi Lerner was head of. And he was famous for getting people like Sylvester Stallone and big stars to do films, like I said, Mm -hmm. old airs that are in like B-plus films, okay? And unfortunately, Bruce kind of fell into that (laughs) group. And so, I mean, I'm sure that Bruce Willis is friends with Randall Emmett from them, Okay. Right. Because they did so many films together. And, I, you know, people do appreciate it. like actors when they get over their prime, when they can make money off a producer's recommendation, it's like a big deal. Like he would be happy to help Randall if Randall got him two or three projects that he could make a paycheck on because he still has to pay his bills. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anywho, um, I guess what happened after that was the Hollywood Reporter came out with this agonizing review of Randall's film. So all this drama goes down with Lala Kent and Megan Fox and um and they and this writer, her name is Lovia G- Giarquier and she's arts and culture critic for Hollywood Reporter. Okay. And this is really important because it's sort of like the make or break of your film. I don't know who's distributing his movie. obviously he has distribution, but like, not you know you want your review to be great at least in the industry because randall obviously wants to direct and in order for him to continue directing he has to get some accolades for his movies sure but anyway this poor chick what she wrote was the following um i say poor chick because i guess she really hated watching the movie (laughs) oh no yeah she said randall emmett's poorly plotted and agonizing acted directorial debut follows a multi-agency FBI and local police force investigation into the kidnapping and brutal murders of young women in Pensacola, Florida, a muggy coastal city. It's funny. He picked Florida probably because it could be close to his family. The movie, which bills itself as a crime thriller mystery, doesn't come close to fulfilling even the lowest of expectations.
1: <laughs> Yikes.
0: It neither takes its characters seriously nor commits to its superficial attempt at topicality.
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: Yeah, no, it's just devastating shit. So, um, anyway, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for Randall now. I sort of feel bad.
1: Oh well, wow. Emil Hirsch is in this too.
0: Yeah, Emil Hirsch is is great, but I mean, he's also another one that, like, you know, you don't hear from very often.
1: Yeah. Mm. Shoot.
0: Yep. But um, yeah, so I feel bad. I kind of would have Randall on the show actually if he wanted to come on. He I have no beef with him now. Yeah. But I don't know if he would like come on a show like ours, you know. Mm. Right. Well, yeah, I'll I'm hit him. Dangerous up. for him, but maybe you could hit him up. Yeah. Yeah. i I mean, you know what? I would go spend my, you know, 15 bucks to support Randall Emmett in his movie. Because he's helping kids act in Florida. So you know what? I'll give him that 15 bucks to support his movie and his directorial dreams for that reason.
1: Yeah, I wonder um, where this is going to be released.
0: I don't know. It's weird. I mean, a lot of Bobby Lerner's films didn't get made with re- distribution. Maybe in right. behind it or maybe one of the others. But what they would do is they would just package it really good and then they'd take it and launch it. Yeah. You know? But it should have distribution.
1: The release date says Friday, this coming Friday.
0: Oh, so it does have distribution. Yeah. I don't it's... know. Who's the distributor? Does it say?
1: I cannot find the distribution, but that's not, I don't, that's not confirmed that they don't have a distributor.
0: In IMDB, usually it'll say it. It's not on there.
1: No, I'm not able to find it, but okay.
0: All right. Well, anyway, um, so I just want to say that you know, my olive branch goes out to Randall Emmett because I found out he helps kids in Florida with their acting and you guys should support his movie midnight in the switchgrass, even if it's not the most, you know, deep. (laughs) Okay. So this
1: is actually a kind of a good segue here. Speaking of, you know, Bravo liberties transitioning into movies or, you know, whatever I was on Amazon prime looking for a movie and I came across this kid's movie that just came out called a world away and i was looking at some of the actors and one of the actors is frank jr catania from real housewives of new jersey dolores's son <gasps> do you know who Wait, i'm talking he's a, about
0: he's a voice on the kid film no
1: no he's a real actor with his it's a live action movie
0: no way
1: yeah he's in the movie with all these other kids and i was like oh my god they've they've transitioned him already. And I, I just didn't know about it.
0: Oh my goodness. This is amazing. So it, and is it a big movie or a stupid movie?
1: Um, It looks, I mean, it's a kid's movie for sure. It's like about like some kids going on some adventure. Um, So he's probably playing, I don't What's know. What's like, the
0: name of it? So we can all look it up.
1: A world away. A world away. But it got me thinking about, you know, this, all these like, you know, all of these kids of Bravo celebrities, like pivoting into modeling or acting or whatever. And I really would like a housewives, like kids edition where they take like some of the kids and they do kind of what they're doing with like the Bravo all-stars and they put them on an island. And it's kind of like, it'd be more like Love Island I would imagine. Cause they're all like young and attractive. What do you think of this idea?
0: I fell asleep.
1: Really? You're not into this idea? Your... <laughs> You're kidding.
0: No, I think because... this is a great idea. No, because the thing is, is that, you know, yeah, it's a great idea. if The kids are like, you know, take after the parents and are good television to watch. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I think you should be casting people off their, their merits for your program versus just because they're someone's kid, you put them in. You know well, what I
1: mean? But it's like the whole premise would be it's a reality TV stars, kids.
0: No, I mean, that's the idea is like, that's the, the um that's, I guess, the anchor, right? Like what yeah. gets people to watch the first time.
1: But like, okay, let's say this was a sh- like, you know, I think they did like a Zoom, you know, Gina Keo was telling us they did a Zoom.
0: Yeah, um, they did. Watch, watch What, happens, watch what live. happens
1: Live. And I was just thinking, and I went through and looked at who, you know, was involved And they left out some of these kids that I was like, these are, you know, these there's there's some good ones missing.
0: Well, why don't you call them and get them into a show? I mean, why don't you produce that show?
1: Okay, okay. Yeah,
0: I mean, you know, I mean, if they're not, if Bravo isn't going to do it, you might as well. What's this guy's name? Frank Catania. What's his name? Yeah,
1: Frank Junior. Frank Frank Lawrence Catania.
0: How do I spell his name?
1: Frank. You know how to spell Frank. (laughs) I'm Buddha Know
0: his last name. His last name
1: is C A T A N I A.
0: Oh, I did spell it right. Oh, there he is. Let's look. I didn't know if that was him. Um, the world of Frank Catania. See world away. Here we go. Let's see who is he. So, which kid is he? The first, the second in the the picture. I don't know what picture you're looking at, so... I, I know, I wish you were here. It's the one, um, it says, A World Away, Salzy at the Movies, and it's like, um,
1: shit. Frank Catania oh, is very I see attractive. what he looks
0: like. He's the first left-hand kid. Yes, he's super hot. Okay, yeah. let's stop for a second. Okay, <laughs> let's back mm-hmm. it up. <laughs> okay, this child who is Frank Catania and Dolores's son is ridiculously good looking. Yeah. The kid does not need to be Frank and Dolores's parent, you know, kid to be on a show. This kid in his own right is ridiculous i don't even know what to say he is whoa
1: dana dana <laughs>
0: slow it down oh over god.
1: there we're gonna get some, we gotta, you know
0: the water he's works like there. frank sinatra i know like i wish he was slide. my she' <laughs> my age oh my god that's really bad but i do he's what how old is this kid <laughs> I'm-,
1: I'm googling it so we don't get in trouble here
0: he oh is
1: 22 god. years old
0: Okay. So he's adult. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> oh my God. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but you are mistaken. Like we don't need a show on an Island with a bunch of reality kids. We need a show on an Island with just Frank Catania and <laughs> <Morris's> <laughs> <kid>. <laughs> and call it a fucking day and a coconut and a tree. Yeah. And I'm good. Okay. Or I'm we do like it. a
1: modeling one where it's like, you know, we try to get the like, Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid and the Rinna daughters and Frank and we just have them you know do a modeling show I don't know what it would look like
0: no I want them to all like have you know like have to date each other which is really challenging because when you're all super hot like everybody's an asshole so it's kind of like how is this like five assholes on an island that are all super good looking which one will survive you know
1: (laughs) yeah 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 it's really Love Island.
0: Oh, yeah, shit. You are It's already out there. God damn it. We just went on 20 minutes to discover we already have that show.
1: <laughs> yeah, but not not with the celebrity kids twist.
0: Listen, just I don't care what you do, but, you know, introduce me to Frank Catania Jr. Okay, <laughs> we'll try. We'll try. I kind—I was told by the fans that I kind of look like Jessica Simpson on my picture I posted on my Instagram. I don't know
1: what, what fan told you this, but I need to speak with them.
0: You didn't see my Jessica Simpson looking like picture from, um, no. you don't look at my feed of Prime Italian. The other night I posted a picture on Prime Italian. You didn't I'm see Italian. it? Italian. You like don't even care about
1: me. Oh my yeah. God. The drama, the drama.
0: I can't believe it. It's so sad. Okay. Now let's move on to Caroline Badol. I'm going to play something to start this segment off please, please, please. You have, you have to, I don't care if you're in your underwear. Just talk to me for two seconds, just two seconds. Cause I have to tell you something that we need to talk about, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's Caroline. What? Was that yeah. to you? Yes. Caroline. So Caroline late, it was midnight on the East coast and I get this message, you know, um, that, I should reach out to Caroline Vidal because Caroline's got a whole bunch of insider gossip. So what happened was it was like really late at night. And so i I reach out, you know, and this fan reaches out to her and so she's really excited because I guess she knows who I am, and I'm really excited because I like her. And so she says to me, like, call me, you've got to call me right now, thus the message you just heard. And so I literally, because she kept hammering me like over and over again and said, please call me just 2 minutes just 2 minutes so i'm like okay so i called her and she unpacked on me so much shit like it was it was epic and i was like oh my god i have to get her on the show okay so this is why um you know i worked so hard to get her on the show now she um you know, I sent her all the information about the show and this and that. And she said to me, listen, she goes, I can't believe like that Andy Cohen said, and she quoted to me, I will say the idea that Daniel Staub and Dana Wilkie are the experts in the documentary, The Housewife and the Hustler, about Erica is questionable at best. And, and she wrote, because Andy's honest and honorable and wise and respectable in character. And then she wrote Dead. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah, and then she wrote not only did she write dead, but then she wrote I died, came back to life and died again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's how much she thinks he's Andy's honest, honorable and wise okay. and respectable in character. Yeah, so she died, she came back, she died again. <laughs> Me too, by the way. Thanks, Caroline. Right. And then she said, "Get the shovel and dig my grave." So she died, came back died again, and then dug her grave and died again. (laughs) I I love this girl. Anyway, so whatever you say about Caroline Badol in season uh, six of Below Deck, you know, she was great fucking TV. And, you know, I feel like Caroline, um, unfortunately, was not treated correctly by the Bravo group, you know? So do you know some of the gossip that happened around? Do you know what happened to Caroline? Because I'm going to tell you what she unpacked on me at the end of this. But I need to to, to make sure everybody knows what the hell happened to Caroline first. So what happened was, um, do you know anything about the below-the-deck people? Just wondering. No,
1: no, I don't. I don't watch any of those. But I, I will start because it seems like they're kind of fun.
0: Okay, so what happened was Caroline... Um, was yelled at by one of the big actors in the show, like one of the big reality stars. Her name is Kate Chastain. Have you heard of Kate? No. She was like one of the head stewardesses under Captain Lee.
1: Oh, Kate Chastain.
0: Yeah. Mm. Have you heard of her?
1: I have heard of her, but I I don't know who she is.
0: Okay. So she was like the the one of the main, like big, everybody loved her in Bravo land. She was like... A favorite or whatever. But I'm starting to think now, you know, the Bravo manipulates who everybody's favorite is, just saying. Mm -hmm. Um, And what happened was um, Carolyn was um, trying to quit because she felt tortured by this girl named Kate Chastain. Mm -hmm. And I guess Kate's kind of known for torturing people on below deck. Okay. And what ended up happening was, um, I'm going to give you some examples, but basically, Caroline was in her um, room, she decides to quit. I'm going to go into more detail on that. But this woman, Kate Chastain, starts saying, oh, my God, and I'm going to quote her, oh, my God, you're actually quitting because you're having a herpes outbreak, Kate said to Caroline through the door. Josiah, some other idiot who works on Below Deck, yelled, oh, my God, gross, and respond to Kate's herpes comment. Kate continued to berate Caroline, quote, you disgusting slut. You're a fucking whore. We hate you. Everyone here hates you, diseased slut. Oh, my God. Let me keep going. This will make your mom lose what is left of her mind. Josiah was heard screaming. So the reason he threw that punch in is Caroline's mom has mental issues and she's disappeared and Caroline oh doesn't know where she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is this is what these idiots and I'm going to call them idiots. I don't give a shit if they're Bravo, Liberty, fucking great people like everybody loves them. But this is what these idiots really said to Caroline, who they already knew was you know struggling on a few fronts with with the show in general but more importantly some personal things she was going through. Now there's no proof that these this is even true about this herpes thing or whatever. Like it's it's like I mean they just just were that's that's who these gross people were and Bravo was aware of it. It was in the footage. Hmm. And they didn't care. Yeah. Okay? So you're talking about canceling Tegan because she bullied in 13,000 or however many and it was like 50,000 or a million messages to a bunch of people saying like go kill yourself do all these awful things which you know came out but this this shouldn't be allowed okay cuz this is bullying in the same level okay
1: i mean it's tough with reality tv because it's like isn't it all kind of bullying? It's all like based around fighting and bullying is as long as you're not being physically assaulted. What like, it's really a blurry line for reality TV. Don't you think?
0: Well, Caroline was made to be the bad person because she quit. But can you imagine if these fruit loops were willing to say this to her, as they know she already quit Mm -hmm. what they were doing to build up to it, to psychologically make her, you know, unable to, to finish basically. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is, this is like different level shit. I'm yeah, sorry, really but like you do brutal. have an obligation as like, you know, a Bravo company to, to, to kind of nip shit like this in the bud. I'd be yeah, like, like sure. me as a producer, I'm like, I'm calling the line here, kids. Kids. This is the line. You know, we want you to be interesting, but not at this. This is not, this is bullying. This is abuse. This is something else. So now I want to say some other shit that I couldn't fucking get over as I got into this. Um. So Caroline said on her Twitter, you know what the biggest injustice is here? There's footage to confirm my truth and it will never be seen because Bravo is protecting their golden goose, Kate Chastain. So they let Caroline take, you know, the fall so that Kate would look like she wasn't such an asshole that she really was. Right. And she wrote, it's fucking repulsive. That's what she wrote. And then um, 51 minds who produces the show, they didn't really respond to any of this drama that was going around. Um, but the one of the influencers, all about the T or the T, um, who we actually, you know, has been doing this for years around the franchises and covered stories about me and and others. She was really grateful to because she told her side of the story, and 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 by the way, there were parts of this that eventually came out in the reunion of mm-hmm. that season. Okay. So something else that happened was that Caroline called Watch What Happens Live, and she tricked Andy Cohen into having her on as a caller. She called herself Susie. Yeah, and she was trying to go, what she like intended to do was to ask Captain Lee some questions because there was a few things that Caroline had unpacked to me on the phone, and one of them was that there's so much sexual harassment happening on below deck on these boats during at least her time on the the boat and that Mm -hmm. Kate Chastain was drinking uh, like during her duty and all this stuff. And that, you know, Captain Lee, um, you know, like she didn't know where, you know, he was even coming from. Like, you know, he was, I guess, like she just didn't understand why he wouldn't stick up for like, you know, this kind of bullying, like why wouldn't he stop it at least as the captain. Right. But he apparently turned a blind eye to a bunch of shit that went down with the cast members. And like, you know, pe- like not only with people that stayed on the boat, you know, slapping the asses of the women who worked on the boat and all this other stuff, but also like just, you know, kind of, I guess, sexual harassment, because they're, they're working. Mm-hmm. And there was some question about, you know, even with him.
1: <laughs> really?
0: So, yeah. And so um, there was a tweet that I'd like to call out and and Caroline made this tweet and she said, I can't hide from the truth, sir. Try as you may. The reunion will be the first time you're forced to face it. What you did to me on that boat was horrific and it will soon come to light. The truth is no friend of yours. Caroline Bedol, November 7, 2018. Now, She never was able to go to the reunion, which is really unusual, because for someone with so much drama around them, she practically made the whole fucking season. Mm -hmm. Um, They didn't invite her. Hmm. And Andy used, you know, his kind of tactics to sweet talk her when she tricked her way into the show to call Captain Lee out on what she wanted to ask him, which is how could you let this woman say all these awful things and know about it in a formal report and not do anything about it. Andy like switch hit that sucker, but I've got more. So Mm. this wonderful lady, Kate Chastain, um, not only did she say all those things, but she also blasted music into um, Caroline's room Because Caroline refused to leave the boat because she wasn't scheduled to leave yet. But she also refused to work because she didn't want to work under this manipulation anymore and this abuse. So she basically was like, just leave me alone. I just want to spend the next two days on the boat until I can go. And that's it. Well, Kate got a speaker and started blasting music in her room so that she would be forced to open the door and shut it off. And of course, she didn't. And it wasn't until another cast member was like, what the fuck are you doing? You crazy bitch, Kate, and shut it off. Mm. Because she thought it was so crazy. Now this Kate Chastain character, whoever the hell she is, she lives in Florida, I guess. Kate, um, I guess, has been called out by Bruno Duarte, um, Raquel Rocky Dakota, and Caroline for drinking on duty, so maybe that explains why she was able to do all this stuff. Because you know, reality TV does lend itself to alcohol. Yeah. And, you know.
1: Well, right. also, I'm you know that Kate Chastain was arrested in 2016 after allegedly biting and choking her girlfriend.
0: Wow, I did not know that. Wow, I know that she was asked. She was originally going on the chat room and she she resigned like she was on the chat room for a while. And then she said she didn't fit in. And so she left the chat room, which is that Bravo show they did. So even after she choked allegedly her girlfriend and did all that bad shit, Bravo still wanted her to be on the chat room as a Bravo fan favorite and and have her be like a commentary person on it, I guess. And then she only recently resigned from it. Mm. yeah but you know what's really sad okay to me is that Caroline called me and she called me because she wanted everybody to know that it wasn't okay with the way that she was treated in her show on 2018 she's got a tough existence at the moment from what I read she's been living in like hotels and she's been Mm. um yeah, she's not able to like have a stable environment to live in and she's dealing with some issues. Um, and it really like, she called me to unpack that she felt like, you know, being on below deck was, you know, a horrible experience in the sense of that someone that was dealing with all this drama that this girl was dealing with you know, would, would bully her and abuse her and mentally torture her in the way that, that she was. And also that there was sexual harassment happening on the boat. And that was really why she reached out and wanted to unpack because she was like, I feel vulnerable and I feel like I need somebody to, 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 to say it. Yeah. And so, you know what, when she didn't show today, I wasn't surprised because I don't think she's in a financially good spot and I don't think she's in a mentally good spot, but I'll tell you what, you know, I, I've reached out to her like 10 times, like you have to try to say, Hey, listen, I'm here. And, you know, I'd love you to be on the show, but if not like I'm still here and, you know, I haven't heard back from her and, and, you know, I just think, uh, you know, I want to say that I think it's bullshit that, that that happened to her and that no one acknowledged it. And that everyone just breezed over it. Like, Oh, fucking well, because I'm, it's not, it doesn't sit well with me. You know what I'm saying? Totally. So Caroline will always have a platform with me no matter what. And it doesn't matter if, you know, she has, you know, she's a character for sure. And she's dealt with a lot in her life. And, you know, definitely there's some instability, in her existence, but you cannot lie that this woman, number one, that this company, this production company, 51 Minds, casted her, knowing Mm -hmm. full well what this woman has gone through in her situation. They then put her in a position where she goes on a boat and she's around all these, like, you know, obviously... I mean, I want to say unhinged people from what I'm reading, they said, right? And they then allowed her and shot her to be abused by people yelling through the door things like, you disgusting slut, you are a fucking whore, we hate you, everyone yep. here hates you, disease slut and they let it go. And then they don't let her go to the reunion and they don't even look into any of the complaints that she brought up in terms of Captain Lee or this this woman, right? Like there is an obligation. Now I'm seeing a pattern guys, I have to say, say it, like it's so important to say, I'm seeing a pattern, which is like even in Southern Charm there are people that go on these shows and they're not being protected properly, not the people going on them and not the people like participating in them in terms of like, you know, cause there's a bully and then there's a victim, you mm. know, and it kind of seems like both people aren't being protected.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Like, you know, this guy might be a great character for TV, but like probably not the kind of guy you want to set off. Cause that could put him in danger. Cause he's like a psycho. And then, you know, the person that's the victim, like this woman obviously is, you know, got some instability issues. So maybe you don't want to put her in the line of fire.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So I'm just calling it out, you know, because um, someone reached out to me for help. And so even though she couldn't show up today, I'm going to still try to get that help out there for her. And I I hope everybody will like contemplate it. <sighs> Casey, thank you so much for letting me unload, babe. Yes, of I, course. I really appreciate it. And
1: hopefully, you know, <laughs> Caroline. I'm sorry if I got, you got angry in this one.
0: This I've been getting angry lately. I don't know why.
1: No, no, no. You're you've been fine. Um, but care a note to Caroline. If you do listen to this, you're welcome to come on whenever we will still have you. Just hit us up.
0: Caroline, I my note to Caroline is this is that I hope I unpacked what you were saying, like as best I could. And, you know, girl, I've got your back. So if you need me, you know where to DM me. And all you guys, you know where I am. Toodles. Come on.